What is up, guys? Combat Addict here. Welcome to another edition of the Combat Review. It has been a while since we've done a combat review. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed at how long it has been since we have done a combat review. Um, but we're here. We're here, man. And uh, we got some stuff to talk about today. Um, some controversial, some controversial things. Uh, first off, we'll just start with the fact that, uh, apparently, apparently, um, big old bad BMF Jorge Masvidal wants to fight Nate Diaz again for, uh, the BMF belt. Masvidal wants to defend it against Diaz, White said. They were the first two to fight for it. You know what I mean? They were the guys who fought for it. He wants to put it up versus Nate again. Now, look, I don't know how the rest of you feel about this, uh, but I'll tell you how Leon Rocky Edwards feels about this. Uh, Leon Rocky Edwards tweets, quote, could have fought number three yet chose to fight number 12. Eventually, this pussy will fight me. I'm all for money fights, but watching two journeymen go at it again when it wasn't even competitive is a joke. And this is the BMF? Laughing, crying face. Now, I have to agree with Leon Rocky Edwards here in the sense that I mean, goddamn, first Jorge, okay, can we just, let's just break down, let's just break down Jorge Masvidal for a second, because I feel like I thought at one point that Jorge Masvidal was this incorruptible badass, like it didn't matter what politics were involved, or what he could gain, or what he had to lose, but he was just down to fight, okay, now people say that money changes you, and if this is not Proof. If this is if this is not evidence of that being true, I don't know what is. This guy was throwing hands with Leon backstage at one point. All right. This man was down to fight whoever, whenever. Didn't give a damn. Took a fight against a wrestler. I mean, stylistically, it was a nightmare, and he took that fight anyways. Knocked the dude out. Okay. He's dressing up like Scarface. He's supposed to be the BMF. He's got the BMF belt. But this is also the guy who's who's got his hand out asking for back-to-back -back title shots. Even though his last title shot performance showed that he wasn't even close to being able to handle Kamaru Usman. Now, mind you, Kamaru just hugged him for most of the fight and stomped his toes like 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 a like a goddamn tap dancer but point being Masvidal couldn't stop that Masvidal's toes could not be unstomped okay is what i'm trying to say this guy is begging for an, another title shot and when the fans just aren't interested in it he moves on to Nate Diaz this guy he's fought before i mean what so you fought Nate Diaz already what do you think? Beating Nate Diaz is going to put you in the conversation for a title shot? You already beat Nate. I mean, I mean, people want to say, okay, well, you know, you know, it's because of the cut or whatever. But the fight went, what was it, four rounds? And he won, like, every single round. Right? The fight wasn't even that good. That's the next, it wasn't even that good of a fight. I mean, it was a good fight, but it wasn't even that good. Right? And you want to fight Nate again? Why? What's the sense in that? That only makes dollars. It doesn't make sense. Okay? That only makes dollars. It does not make any damn sense. There is not a MMA fan under the sun who is foaming at the mouth to see Masvidal Diaz 2. We don't care about that. I don't care about that. That doesn't keep me up at night. I don't clutch my blanket thinking about whether or not Masvidal is going to fight Nate Diaz. What are we doing? What are we doing? What is this? I don't know. 
The fact that Dana is even considering having this fight again doesn't... You know what? It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me in the sense that I know Dana wants money, okay? And I had this conversation with somebody uh, in, a, in a Facebook group last night. And they were saying, look, man, I understand, you know, that... Leon is the person who probably should be getting the fight. I didn't even say that. But their point was something like, nobody wants to watch Leon fight. He's boring. He's not going to pull any pay-per-view buys. Masvidal's name is too big to put it beside Leon. Especially in the event that he loses, Masvidal's name will not be as big. So for the UFC, the best thing that they can do is have Masvidal fight somebody who either he can beat and still be considered this undeniable badass, or somebody who, if they beat Masvidal, becomes the new money face that they can use. The problem is, if they give this fight to Leon and Leon whoops Masvidal's ass, they lose. They Not only does Masvidal lose, but the UFC loses because their superstar just got owned by Leon Rocky Edwards, who no one wants to see fight. That wasn't even this guy's full point. His full point was that nobody wanted to see Leon at, you know, Leon fight. But this is me elaborating on that point. I understand that thought process. It makes sense to me. But it's confusing to me because Dana White also has respect for the game. Right? He's got respect for the game. And I guess it's not that confusing in a sense because respect for the game has its limits. But Dana White is also the man who said... John Jones is not getting a title shot over Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou has been grinding in the, the most dangerous weight division for two years to get a title shot again. There's no way we're just going to let John Jones leapfrog everybody and get a title shot against uh, Stipe Miocic. Francis Ngannou has earned that. And to be honest, it's true. Francis Ngannou has steamrolled everybody. And he's been working very hard. And he's not out in the street getting drunk and doing drugs and making an ass of himself. So... Honestly, just on a personal level, Francis Ngannou deserves this more, okay? The dude's from Cameroon, so nice, so honest, so modest, from, from humble beginnings, has worked very hard, and I agree. You know what? I agree with Dana White, and that's why I love Dana White, because honestly, man, he gets it right a lot of the time. Like, sometimes he'll say things about fighters or do things to fighters, and I'm like, Dana, that was really shitty. Like, you shouldn't have done that. But other times he does things and I'm just like, we couldn't have had a better representative for the C, for, for the UFC in the sense that the guy is just, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine anybody who could just, who could, who could have the UFC's attitude. I imagine fits Dana White's is what I'm trying to say. That kind of savage, just, I don't care. I'm just going to tell you the way it is. That, that that fits. It just makes sense to me with respect to the UFC. And so he got it right with 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 with, with Francis and and Stipe. Alright, that's why uh, one of the reasons I like him. But this here the only reason I think that this here he's not given Leon the respect that he deserves is because Francis not only worked very hard, but Francis is also entertaining. Nobody doesn't want to see Francis fight. If you don't want to see Francis and Ganu fight you're a freak. I don't know, like, what, like, I don't know. You just don't like violence. You shouldn't be watching this sport if you just don't want to see him fight. Unless you don't want to see him fight because you think that what's going to happen is he's just going to get wrestled for five rounds and you don't want to watch that. Hey, then maybe you've got a point there. But most people want to see Francis in there clubbing people with his sledgehammer fists, okay? So I think he respects the game in that sense because not only is it the right thing to do, but it's also what's going to give, you know, get people a lot of money. And then at the end of the day, if John Jones needs to fight Francis Ngannou for the title, that's also a huge fight that anybody would make. And irrespective of who wins that fight, they can still do John Jones versus Stipe after the fact. So realistically, business-wise and respect for the game-wise, that decision makes sense, okay? This thing with Leon Rocky Edwards, though, the only reason that you give Leon this fight, and honestly, I think it's a justifiable reason. I really believe that it makes sense. The only reason you give Leon this fight is because he's on, what, a nine-fight winning streak? He's, like, ranked number three? He's not going to be able to fight for the title. So we just gonna, we're just going to lay Leon Rocky Edwards off for a year and a half? The guy wants to fight and he can't get a fight? His only option is to what? Fight somebody in the bottom 10? 
That's what he's got to do? I mean, like, guys, what are we doing? I mean, this isn't right. I get that people, like, don't really want to see him fight. And to be honest with you, I've, I've watched Leon, Leon Edwards' fights, and I just don't... I just don't care. I don't care about his fights, really. Sorry, there's, like, something on my thing that I just had to get off. Um, I just don't care. You know? But, uh... Like, I don't really... It's, I, don't, I don't have the, the drive to see Leon Rocky Edwards fight. But at the same time, the dude is on an eight-fight win streak. He's on an eight-fight win streak. He, he, he beat... Man, and he's beat notable guys. He beat Gunnar Nelson. He beat Donald Cerrone. He beat Dos Anjos. Like, he's beating these people, man. And, and it's just... It's crazy to me. He beat Luke? Like, he's got... He's got um, a resume on him. You can't release him. You can't say, well, he's boring like Colby, so we're going to release him. No, man. You can't release somebody who's beat these guys. And he's also ranked number three, I'm pretty sure. He's got to... And honestly, the thing is, it's like... Maybe Leon should just shut up. You know what I mean? Maybe Leon should just shut up and say, okay, I'm not going to fight Masvidal. Whoever wins between Usman and um, Gilbert, I'm fighting for the title. Honestly, Leon, at this point, that is my advice to you. That is the smartest thing to do because you're not getting what you want. And... Colby already fought for the title. Gilbert's about to fight for the title. Jorge is ranked under you. If you fight him, to be honest, at this point, you have more to lose. I don't know if it's just that you want money or if you want the opportunity to smack somebody who hits you backstage. That's probably what it is. But at this point, man, like you really just need to shut up and just and just let Gilbert fight Kamaru. And if they don't give you a title shot... Man, if they don't give him a title shot, I don't know why I was about to say he's got to walk. But they probably want him to walk. They probably don't even want him there. His last fight was literally a year ago. Over a year ago. Over a year ago. People usually fight like once or twice a year if they're champions. This guy is not a champion. He's ranked number three. And he hasn't had a fight in over a year, bro. And if Nate and if Nate and and Jorge are fighting in December, and Gilbert is fighting, uh, no, in January, and Gilbert is fighting Usman in December, then the earliest that he's gonna get a fight is something like almost two years. He's gonna have two years out of the cage, and he's not even a champion. That ain't right, man. I'm I'm telling you, it's not right. It's not right what they're doing to him. And, um, I think that, I think that Masvidal is, is being a little bit soft here, but, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I think that Leon, his strategy here to fight Masvidal isn't very, isn't very smart in the sense that if he does fight him and lose, then he's definitely not getting a title shot. But if he wants Masvidal, he should get him. Masvidal shouldn't just be able to like run around in circles fighting dudes that he's fought already. Oh, I fought Usman. I want to fight him again. Oh, I can't fight him. I'm going to fight Nate again. Like, man, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? It's just tragic. It's just tragic that he's, he's, um, he's really doing it. Like he's doing the, the division like that. And I don't think that Masvidal's a badass anymore. I'm so straight up. Like he's not a badass. He's just like everybody else in the UFC who's trying to be smart and make decisions that are going to benefit them. I mean, there are some guys out there like Gaethje who like, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Like they'll just fight you. You know what I mean? But he's, he's honestly at this point, like he's not looking for challenges. He's looking for the safe bet that is going to make him the most amount of money. Cause his kids got to go to college is basically what he had said. Hey man, I don't know. Let me know what you think. You think that Masvidal is being kind of, you know, soft here. You think that Masvidal is really a BMF? Because honestly, at this point, I don't think he is. I do not think he's a BMF. 
the fact that he's going to go back to Nate Diaz, I'm telling you, man, that's probably like the least threatening person you can fight. And Nate Diaz is now ranked 13th. Update everybody. Nate Diaz is ranked 13th. Jorge. This is so crazy. Jorge decided that he wanted to fight. Not Steven Thompson, not Damian Maya, Michael Chiesa, Rafael Dos Santos, Vicento Luque, great fight. Neil Magny, who just won, Jeff Hanses Steel Neil, great fight. No, no, he wants to fight Nate Diaz, somebody who is almost just not even ranked. That's ridiculous. The equivalent, the equivalent to that, if you want me to give you an idea, is if Tony Ferguson, or no, if Conor McGregor was like, let me fight Gregor Gillespie. <laughs> That's the equivalent in the lightweight division. Let me fight somebody who was just head kicked. Oh, but also add the fact that they would have fought already. That is the softest thing. That is like, man, you aren't trying to fight. Like, you aren't really trying to fight. You're trying to do the best thing for your career. You're not a BMF, man. And that's not to say, like, you know, I'm not saying screw Masvidal. Like, he's cool. I like him. He's funny or whatever. But, like, look, man, it used to be, like, if you saw Masvidal on the street, like, you got scared. Like, you like you, you pooed on yourself a little bit. Like, you peed a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like that now. If you see Masvidal on the street, it's just like, oh, what's up, man? Nice robe. <laughs> that's how I feel about it now. Oh, my God. All right, look, we talked about this enough. We should move on. Anyways, look, Leon, you need to just shut up and wait for your title shot uh, or or do nothing because they're not going to let you fight for another year at least. You are not fighting. You are not fighting until like April. I'm sorry, Leon, but you really just got to keep training and, and, and try to make your style more exciting. When you fight again, I want you to come out like a bat out of hell. Like, I want you to knock, I don't care who it is, knock them out cold. They gave you all this time to prepare? Okay, do nothing but work on technique. Do nothing but work on your striking and your and your, and your grappling and your jujitsu. And maul somebody when you get the opportunity. Because if I were you, I would be pissed. But use that anger to get yourself to be uh, to be better. That's what I would do. Use that anger to become better. And just perform. Anyways, man. As you all know, um, Sean O'Malley has decided that he just doesn't accept his loss. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I guess we should uh, preface. For those of you who didn't see, uh, Sean O'Malley... Uh, hurt his foot in a fight a couple weeks ago. Uh, the opponent that he had kicked him in the calf or in the knee or whatever, and it hit a nerve, which caused him to get drop foot. He rolled the hell out of his ankle, and then he couldn't really fight the way he wanted to. So he ended up going down and getting finished. And um, He was 12 and 0 at the time and now he's 12 and 1. But what's interesting to me and I, and we really got to talk about this because I actually think that this is so well I'll tell you but I think this is interesting. Everybody started roasting this guy. Not even like when I say roasting, I'm talking about like the entire UFC community is roasting Sean O'Malley right now and honestly, I am shocked. I can't I can't even freaking believe it. Like I'm it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like, wow, this is really messed up. Like, you were literally all, all over him. All over this guy. You were in love with this guy, like, three weeks ago. And now everybody is ripping him to pieces. Um, We'll talk more about that. But specifically with respect to, like, professional UFC fighters, what I was really surprised at was, like, the way that these guys were responding to Sean O'Malley. Henry Cejudo has tweeted here, sooner or later, they all bend the knee. And he tweeted that like August 16th, which I'm pretty sure the event happened like a day before that on the 15th or something like that. Or maybe this was like the night of at 1224. Maybe that was the night of. 
So this guy has just got an injury. We don't know what the injury is. And Henry Cejudo, ruthless as ever. I mean, I can't even believe he did this. I thought he was a nice guy. Is making fun of this guy. Super tone deaf. I mean, something horrible could have happened to this guy's leg. But Henry's making a joke about it. And then he rubs it in his face. Rubs it in his face even more. He, he goes, uh, uh, I fought DJ and Marlon with no legs. This two-pump chump broke his nail and can't compete levels. Unbelievable. Cody Garbrandt responded, some people aren't made for war. Suga-free, which I get sugar-free, right? Now, couple things. I understand why Cody Garbrandt may have said something because, look, man, Sean O'Malley has a big ego. It's evident to me that he has he's got a big ego, and he was trying to tell everybody that his knockout was better than Cody Garbrandt's knockout when they had fought on the same card a couple months prior. Now, if you've seen uh, Cody Garbrandt's knockout of Hafaiola Sunsau, you know that. It's probably the most picture-perfect hook knockout in UFC history, A. And B, it was at a high level. So there's no debating that Cody's knockout was more impressive as it was at a higher level. And that also Cody had actually drawn a punch from his opponent and countered by rising above the punch. Sean O'Malley had used a couple of feints, but it was at the lower levels. Anyways, he, was, he, he literally made a video about this basically belittling everything that Cody had done and mocking him. And so it makes sense to me that Cody Garbrandt would have said this, even though it's kind of ruthless considering that this person literally has an injury and like it could be serious enough that they can't fight for a long time. Because at this point, we didn't know what the injury was, right? What's particularly shocking to me is that it's like Henry Cejudo who has no reason to be saying anything, especially because he's retired, is ripping this 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 kid, essentially, a new butthole. Um, this was from September 1st. This was yesterday. So mind you, his first tweet about Sean O'Malley was August 16th. This is like weeks later. Now he's tweeting, can anybody tell the difference between uh, us both? And Henry Cejudo is obviously stunting because he's got belts or whatever, and 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 uh, Sean O'Malley doesn't have belts. That's clearly the point of this, right? The reason that this blew my mind, though, and I don't know if anybody else is feeling this because I'm feeling this, is Henry, what are you doing? Why are you punching down at this kid who has just started his career? What are you doing? Like, it, it makes no sense. It's so odd that he would do this. Like, you're such a, an established MMA fighter. You've been doing this for years. This kid got into the UFC like a year ago, two years ago. Why are you punching down on this kid who said absolutely nothing to you or about you? Who is also injured, by the way. Like, why are you ripping apart this kid? Who, like, his, I don't understand it. And are you going to fight him? Like, like if the fans want to see it enough, are you going to come out of retirement to fight this guy? That makes no sense, Henry. You'd be ranked, like, number one or number two in the Bantamweight division. Sean O'Malley is barely even ranked. How in the world? Like, what? I don't even understand. It makes no sense. Not only that, it just looks bad. It looks, you're picking on a kid. Like he's literally, he's, he hasn't even had a quarter of the experience that you have. And you're ripping him apart after he's just received an injury. You look like an asshole. Like, I, I don't know. He just looks like an asshole to me. And I understand he's trying to keep his name relevant or whatever. But take shots at the guys who are at the top of the division. Don't go after some kid who's just injured himself. What's wrong with you? I mean, it's it, it's unbelievable. I don't understand. Like, honestly, I, I don't get it. Like, the thing about it is, it's like people aren't saying this. People aren't criticizing, like, Henry Cejudo and Ben Askren for, like, ripping this kid apart. Which, here's the next thing. 
Ben Askren, who's 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 retired now, got his ass whooped when he was in the UFC, so he's one to talk, is out here, who he literally can't even throw punches properly. He's an MMA guy who can't even throw punches. I can throw better punches than Ben Askren, and I'm not an MMA fighter. I And I believe that, too. I don't know if that makes me cocky or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, looking at him throw punches... Just even in terms of basic fundamentals, like I could teach someone to throw a punch better than him. Maybe I'm just mad. Maybe I'm. Maybe I got too much Sean O'Malley in me. Anyways, my point, and I, I'm not even a huge Sean fan. By the way, I hope none of you think that. Okay, well, this guy is just on, you know, Sean's jock because he's just a part of the new generation. And he just loves Sean so much. Look, I like Sean. Okay, I think he's a little bit arrogant, but I like Sean. But that's not why I'm saying this. I'm saying this. Because as a person who was, you know, fond of Ben Askren or still is, I'm just disappointed and shocked at Ben for treating this kid this way in the same way that I'm disappointed in Henry. So Ben originally said that um, he shouldn't have been stretchered out. And I guess it was like a sign of weakness or something like that, that he, he was stretchered out of the cage when he had injured his foot. Now, Sean responded to this and basically said, I mean, the way he said this was kind of rude, but I mean, when someone says that to you after you've had an injury, you're going to be rude. He said, wow, I didn't know that Ben was that dumb. You know, we live in the future where people have dollies and I, instead of getting up and walking on my injured foot and injuring it more and being in pain, I could just get dollied out on a, on, or on a stretcher or whatever, stretchered out. So I chose to get stretchered, which stretchered, which makes sense, by the way. You don't have to be, you know, some unnecessary tough guy just to just to show what mental toughness to who the opponent the opponent who already won like or your future opponents whatever it's good let them underestimate you so that when you go in there and you kick their ass then everyone's like oh I guess he's not as soft as we thought he was who cares if they underestimate you in fact that's a good thing so I agreed with that point but then after the fact Ben Askren goes and gets hip surgery. And still is roasting Sugar Sean O'Malley. Like he's he's walking with the walker and he says something like, Oh my god, I think I gotta find it for you guys. I really feel like I need to find it for you because I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna I wanna get I want you to hear it from his mouth. Cause I'm like, man, what is your wrong? What, what, what or sorry, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? He basically said something like, see, I'm like walking around, you know what I'm saying? Take take notes, Sean O'Malley. I'm walking, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right? See, Sean O'Malley was faking uh, ankle injury. Needed a fucking stretcher. See, Sean O'Malley was faking uh, ankle injury. Needed a fucking stretcher. I'm like four hours post out from your hip. Well, he's got me walking already. Sean, toughen up a little bit, son. What the hell's wrong with the guy? First off, this, this man is like over 40. He's over 40, alright? And he's taking shots at Sean O'Malley for not being tough enough. Doing so on September 2nd, like two weeks after this original incident. I don't know if they're just trying to humble Sean, because I think that maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe collectively there's like an unspoken rule where we all take a dump on the new kid when they do something that we don't approve of. But look, man, I'm not going to tell Sean O'Malley that he's soft or whatever because he couldn't stand on his foot, okay? He went to the ground. He tried to defend on the ground. He got knocked out. The kid tried. He didn't just curl up into a ball. He did everything he could on his back with jujitsu to fight back, but it didn't work. He lost consciousness. So I'm not going to say you could have stood on that foot because guess what? Not my foot. Okay, I doubt that in a sport where you take shins to the rib cage, forearm, 
leg. Sean O'Malley is unacquainted with pain. I doubt that he's just a wimp at this point. Like, has he not checked enough leg kicks for you to think that perhaps he understands that there's pain involved in the sport? I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I'm coming to his defense at least with these things, because I think that one, champions should not be punching down to unranked fighters. And two, retirees who got their asses whooped in the UFC should not be saying anything about toughness. Okay? Oh, you're I wonder if he's being sarcastic. Maybe he's being sarcastic. Maybe I'm the maybe I'm the asshole for not taking this as a sarcastic thing. But you know what, Ben? Screw you and your walker. If you're really tough, throw the walker away. Throw the walker away, Ben. Throw the apparatus you're using for movement away and walk around and walk around without it. You're an idiot, man. Anyways, all that being said, though, Sean O'Malley is in denial, and and I mean, really, he's in denial. I mean, the kid does not believe that he lost at all. He basically acknowledged that the kick gave him drop foot and for that reason he couldn't use his foot and it led to him losing the fight but mentally he's undefeated um and this is why I say, okay, well, maybe they're all doing this and roasting Sean because they think that he needs to be humbled. Maybe they just get a kick out of the fact that Sean cannot handle the fact that he lost a fight. Because here's the truth. Sean chucks it up to, you know, uh, Cheeto being lucky. Oh, he just happened to, you know, kick that nerve in my foot and that just happened to give me drop foot and then he could get the finish. He was just lucky and I could have beaten him. Look, Sean. Do you think that Anderson Silva says that Chris Weidman just got lucky and that I actually didn't lose to him the second time because my shin broke? You think Anderson Silva says that? Because he doesn't. Do you know why that shin broke? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Chris Weidman checked the kick. Now, you don't break a shin every time you check a kick. But the one time that you do, you did because you checked the kick. In the same way, you don't always hit a nerve every time that you throw a leg kick. But sometimes, you do. And you are the one who did it. And you earned that. Are we all going to say that Derek Lewis didn't beat... Uh, what's this guy with Stingray uh, on his back? Alexander... Oh my gosh, what is his name? Are we all going to say that Derek Lewis didn't actually beat that guy... Because uh, didn't beat that guy because Alexander Volkov didn't beat Alexander Volkov because uh, he got a lucky punch at the end and Alexander Volkov was winning the entire fight. No, we don't say that. We say Derek Lewis won. Yes, we all know that Alexander Volkov could have beaten Derek Lewis. That doesn't mean that Alexander Volkov won. Or that Alexander Volkov didn't lose. So the fact that he says that, it just, it's its almost like, it's just sad. Because it's like, oh my god, man. Like, how, how, how can you be that delusional to the point where you're literally going to take the argument up to, up to this point. But then fail to come to the conclusion. Like, oh yeah, no, he totally kicked my foot. Or to kick my leg. Oh, and he totally hit the nerve. And it totally caused me to have drop foot. Totally caused me not to be able to defend myself. And it totally led to me being knocked out. But, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have lost. So I didn't lose. And maybe I'm missing his point. Maybe his point is not that he doesn't think he lost. Maybe his point is that he's mentally undefeated. In the sense that he knows he could have won. Look, Sean, we all know that you could have won that fight. 
we all know that you could have won that fight. I don't know if, if, if that's what you're just trying to say. And if that's what you're trying to say, then I guess your point is really kind of innocent. But to rag on it and keep talking about it is not doing you any good. I can tell you that much. Because let me, man, yeah, on Reddit, Facebook, everywhere, man, people are roasting this guy. People, <laughs> people are roasting this guy. I wonder if I can find some of those memes. I wonder if I can find some Reddit memes for you guys. I posted one. I mean, I like I like uh, Sean, but I even posted a, a a meme about him. I wonder if we can find some. That'd be good if we could find some. There, the one I posted was, uh, or maybe I could I could just show you that one because I don't think we're gonna find those other ones. No, there's no way. There's no way. All right, I'll show you the one that I posted. I'll show you this one. Right, so <laughs> this is the one I posted, and I just thought it was funny. Anyways, man. Anyways, I feel bad for Sean, but people need to stop, man. And Henry Cejudo needs to stop. Like he needs to accept that he's not retired. We all know he's not retired, and he needs to properly like go after individuals in his league honestly if i was henry cejudo i would just start trying to like really get under under other fighters like skin but in like a real way like i would fucking oops i would i would um i don't know i feel like i'd start showing up at people's houses and like playing pranks on them <laughs> i'd probably do that i'd probably start playing like endless pranks on somebody who I wanted to fight. But like pranks that are just going to piss them off. Like hire professional pranksters. Like from Just for Laughs gags. And just mess with Cody Garbrandt. Every day. Just mess with uh, Piotr Jan. All the time. Just until they're so mad. That they're like I have to fight you. I have to fight you. And like videotape all the pranks. And put them all online. And like just get everybody so hyped up for me to fight the person. And then I would just fight them and like take the money that way. That's probably what I would do if I was in his situation. But all this like Twitter beef that he's trying to start is just stupid. It's just stupid. Twitter beef. Anyways, man. Uh, we all know that John Jones is trying to fight Stipe Miocic. We already talked about this um, kind of before. Uh, John was trying to rationalize why he should fight Stipe. But honestly, it's not even important considering that Dana has already said that Francis is going to fight him. So that's that. Um... Last thing I want to talk about is just like um, this uh, this thing that people do, and and it starts with like this 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 group, this organization. So everybody knows that Calvin Cater is a part of the New England cartel. And that's a cool name or whatever, right? And it is. It's pretty badass. We know what cartels are, you know. So New England cartel, that's pretty... I mean, you wouldn't expect there to be a cartel in New England. Uh, and I don't know why they decided to be the... I don't know. It seems just kind of out of place, but all right. In any case, it got me thinking about, like, the decision to associate ourselves with outlaws. You know? Like, um... We hate cartels. Are any of you going to suggest that you're a huge fan of cartels and that you think that the people who run cartels are good people and should go free? And like, I don't think any of you are going to suggest that, right? I hope you wouldn't. Um, cause they're actually <laughs> pieces of garbage. Like they're awful human beings. Um, like human rights violations everywhere. They've, turned the streets of some countries into war zones they're terrible people 
and yet we make light of it by saying the New England cartel. <laughs> I literally was about to say, like, that's got to be some sort of microaggression against people in Mexico who actually have to deal with cartels. Like, it's for real. It's not a joke. Like, cartels exist. They kill people. And we think it's this, like, what, this, like, cool, trendy thing that we can just slap onto the end of our city and, yeah, we're badass, uh, <laughs> the New England cartel, like, I don't know, man, I don't think that that's, I don't, I don't know, I'm not gonna say that we should get rid of the name or whatever, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying it's kind of weird that we just trivialize it, like, we all agree that it's this real problem but at the same time everybody is so down to be associated with the cartel in terms of idea and we hear it and we're all like yeah New England cartel that's cool <laughs> like it's not that's the problem it's not cool it's not cool at all if you actually saw what cartels do or did on a daily basis you would not think it's cool but because you're so far removed from it, you're like, yeah, it's awful, man. It's awful. But for some reason, we like that. We like to be associated with the, with the, with the infamous, you know, that's why it's so cool to listen to music about drug dealing and gang banging and whatever, right? But if you actually had to, like, meet some of these people and talk to them, you, you'd be terrified. You'd be terrified, man. And there's no way that you would think that they're cool when they're stomping your face into the concrete and taking your money. Sometimes I think about this. Sometimes I think, like, I'll be listening to music and they'll be talking about, I don't know, robbing somebody. And I'm like, man, they'd be robbing me. <laughs> like, if I went to that, if I went to their neighborhood or wherever, they'd be robbing me bro <laughs> they don't care man you think pablo escobar takes hostages that don't look like you they'd be taking you bro <laughs> don't name yourself the new england cartel you're gonna go down to mexico on vacation and get snatched up for ransom i'm telling you <laughs> it won't be cool then it won't be cool when that happens man It's so weird. It's so odd, man. I don't know. I just think it's like... It still sounds cool. <laughs> Even though I'm saying this right now, it still sounds cool. And that's why it's just... Strange. I don't know, man. I'm starting to feel bad about... All that stuff glorifying any of that or just being into any of that it's like oh my god what are we doing the problem is regular regular life is so damn boring right that you need that it's it's just like tony montana said you need people like me so you can point your finger and say, that's the bad guy. That was super corny, but it's true, man. Like, pe like people need it. Like, they just can't. It's like if, 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 if a utopia really existed, everybody would just be bored as hell. That's the truth. We'd all be so bored. Why do you think women, for example, are, are like, this is like something that I talk about on Saturday, but whatever, don't even worry about it. Why do you think that there are women out there who just cannot get down with a nice guy? They just can't do it. They need a bad boy or they need somebody who doesn't, you know, who, who isn't just, you know, going to do everything for them or be a yes man. Why do you think that is? It's because if everything was just perfect and nice, you would hate it. You'd be like, oh my God, it's so annoying. Oh my God, it's just like... And you don't, and you're not like attracted to somebody like that either. That's the problem. Or at least that's what I've heard from women, right? So 
it's kind of the same thing, but with these crazy messed up premises, you know? It's cool when somebody tells you a story about something illegal that they did. It's like, oh, oh, they, 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 they breached the status quo. Oh, my God. Which on some level, maybe that's why MMA is so cool because it's like the closest you can get to really like just brutalizing another human being. I mean, to be honest, it's cool for like a whole bunch of other reasons. But it's almost like this thing that is like um, just so extreme and almost like nobody does it. Like if you do it, you've got to be like crazy. It's kind of like got that feel to it. Like it's like, oh, if you were a cartel member, you'd be insane. It's like if you were a fighter, like you're probably super hardcore, badass, whatever. It's probably got the same effect to it, I would say. You know, that it's just this deviation from, from you know, five days a week, eight hours a day suit and tie to just you know what i mean honing my body to become the most deadly weapon humanly possible that's very cool and a great switch up from pencil pushing but yeah man if there was world peace people would just i don't i don't even think people would be like even happy <laughs> imagine if you didn't have anything to fight about with respect to politics most of us probably wouldn't even know who the prime minister is. If that was true, like, and it's just, every, we all just agreed. Really? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is what we're going to do politically. We all have, like, the same opinions generally. We wouldn't pay attention to politics. We wouldn't know what was going on. We'd have elections, but what would be the point? I don't know, man. I just, I, I, uh. I think it's interesting that we all have got this rebellious <clears throat> thing inside of us that really just wants to be just hardcore and being hardcore makes no sense in the long run. The truth of the matter is like, if you want to survive in this society and be a, a you know, a, you know, abiding citizen, you can't, you can't do that. Like people who do that are like literally insane. Like they don't have any, they don't care about the future or their life or whatever. Like if you're in the cartel, you expect to die. Like. Some people, the way that they fight even, I'm like, dude, you clearly do not care about CTE at all. Like, you just, you don't care. It's badass to see. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, this guy is so hardcore. And I'm sure for him in that moment is sick. But at some point, like, you got to recognize, like, damn, I can't do this forever. This is unsustainable. <laughs> it's unsustainable. You got to retire at some point. At some point, you cannot be the unfiltered badass. At some point, it cannot be cool to be in a cartel. Right? It's just strange, man. I think that the best, honestly, you know what? Maybe I should talk about this. You know what? I'll just talk about it now because I'm, I'm already on a rant. But I think that the best way to get like a, a situation where we had peace for all is like if if all if all like if you had like instead of glorifying real violence and real things that happened everything was just like fictional everything was just fictional and and everybody had an opportunity to create a fictional story and and, and you bring it to life in a book or a movie or whatever <clears throat> I think that's like the best way that we would be able to get world peace is that we would we would allow these crazy hardcore cool badass concepts but we would just you know re refrain from glorifying anything real in real life like you wouldn't name something the New England cartel you know you would come up with some other name that you invented yourself right I really believe that one day that's probably going to be a microaggression. I'm telling you. Because it really is insensitive if you think about it. You named it the New England Cartel? Do you have any idea what cartels are responsible for? Huh? A lot of what we do is insensitive. Like, the more I, like, I'm not a social justice warrior by any means, but I'm noticing more and more as I look around, 
Like we are we are very insensitive people. We say and do all kinds of things that that you could interpret as like, oh, that's like that's like not okay. Like that's not a joke that you should make. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't believe we should, you know, put people in jail for just, you know, making mundane jokes or something like that or like ban people for look man if you want to have your platform you know what i'm saying and you warn people about your political incorrectness <clears throat> okay whatever but me personally uh i just think that if i can make jokes and talk without having to without having to hurt anybody's feelings i'd rather do that because i've had my feelings hurt and i don't like it so <laughs> and i don't like it um and you know it's just a it's just a nice thing to do just find a way to be funny without being offensive you know but hey man i figured out that i don't really belong on the left or the right um which is interesting <clears throat> but in any case man uh, it really doesn't matter what i think uh, especially because of that, because, uh, the, I don't know, man, the masses just, they don't seem to be interested in nuance. I don't even do that much reading and, and I'm, I'm trying to at least be more interested in it than, than it seems like a lot of people are. So I don't know, man, maybe we will get world peace one day, but one thing is for sure. Fighting is awesome. <laughs> I love watching fighting fights and talking about fighters and stuff and you all just got like a just a, a glimpse into the window of what the saturday show is like that's li literally that was like 10 minutes of the saturday show just inserted into the mma show but anyways man that's it for the mma show if you like this podcast you can listen to it on spotify apple Podcasts, google play podcasts and various other podcasting platforms if you want to follow me on my social media on twitter and instagram i am the combat addict no spaces we don't do spaces we don't do that i don't have snapchat because snapchat's lame And if you like this video, you like the podcast, hit the like, you know what I mean? You want to subscribe, you want to hear more of me talk, do that too. You want to hear me talk about something specific, throw it in the comments or message me. All right. And I will message you back. All right. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, you are a champion. Combat Addict out.